Howdy, yo. Before we get started today, we just want to give a quick shout out to Instagram user L.Stells, who won our Instagram competition for the month of September, gets free access to our Discord server for three months, and gets a copy of Dead Poet Society on us, the Blu-ray. We're going to be doing these competitions the last week of every month, so look out the last Monday of the month, and we'll have an Instagram competition each month. You'll get one of the movies we reviewed over the month, and three months free access to our Discord server. All entirely free, just for liking the post, following us on Instagram, and commenting which movie you want. And now on with the episode. Howdy, Yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs! I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're headed to Amsterdam. Or maybe just some park in Indiana. To pull out your pack of metaphors. And write yourself a eulogy. Because today we're bringing you... The Fault in Our Stars. You think we were maybe a little too excited in that intro? I'm crying now. That's what I'm saying. It's like... I mean, that felt I don't a little disingenuous. You. There's actually a tear coming off my face as we speak. Just anytime somebody says the name of this movie, I'm like, okay, we're good. Bottom of the stars is just for them. Yeah. Oh, Tom Perignon, man. Anyway. Come quick, I've bought with the stars. Tyler, how's it going, buddy? You ready? Uh, you ready? It's the morning. It's, it's the, the morning. morning. We don't usually do this in the morning. No. So I'm, I'm, I've got coffee instead of what I usually have, <laughs> which is an adult beverage. <laughs> I, I don't have anything currently. That's weird. I just realized that. I don't have like any sort of drink. Yeah, but I'm excited. I'm going to run down some stats like I always do, and then we're going to... What, what comes after stats? The binary review? The binary review, review and the positive and, then, and negative reviews. I think we do the positive. Those are the before the binary. No, we do the, we're doing the binary first today. Yeah. Okay. Because the point is, the point of the binary is that it's like, my commute to work is only 30 seconds, right? So they need to get it. Bing, bang, boom. That was some snapping. That's <laughs> onomatopoeia, but with my hands. <laughs> who listens to, who turns on a podcast for their 30 second commute? I imagine Who has a 30 second commute? Automatically queued up. All right. So this movie was released. I don't think that's the right date. Either. Oh, no, it doesn't sound like it's the right not date. the right date. I was about to say i was like all these movies came out in september but i remember it being cold when i saw this movie i wore a jacket well it came out in june and it was over the summer i don't remember it being cold this movie was released on june 6th <laughs> 2014 that was 1572 days ago on a small under 10 million i think we're gonna say from now on 10 million or less a shoestring well you described 13 million last week as an aglet budget <laughs> that's true okay 50 million that seems like a lot <laughs> 25 million and under is shoestring is shoestring 50 seems like an expensive like i don't have 50 million i don't have 8.5 million dollars. i don't have any millions of dollars <laughs> as long as we're on that topic you can go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs and pledge a million dollars i'm gonna get you a business card that says tyler carlin not a millionaire not a millionaire ethan edgel king of sweden um so this movie was made on 8.5 million dollar budget made 307.2 million dollars worldwide which i imagine the creators were pretty excited about that's a pretty good <laughs> roi that's, that's a pretty good return on investment uh 80 crític rating 85 percent audience rating on rotten tomatoes and a 69 huh, huh? Hey. on metacritic there's some venn diagrams about 18 year olds with one leg on that one uh nice 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 and a quick binary review ethan this movie's a one this movie is a one not only should you see it i think you need to see it can you imagine if we just said this movie's a one and then cut the episode off <laughs> <laughs> and that's bacon and eggs thank you for listening new format guys <laughs> we 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 just don't have as much time as we used to. <laughs> the time commitment is really starting to strain us. Right. So we're cutting the show back. We're gonna keep doing the blogs and everything else. Yeah. All the content no one cares about, but, but we're cutting the show. Speaking of blogs, and before we get into customer reviews, not customer reviews. <laughs> customer reviews. <laughs> 
professional critic reviews we do now have blogs as of this episode airing there are multiple blogs on our patreon for everyone to see and they should be on bacon and eggs.media as well uh, me saying that is me holding myself accountable to posting them there those are blogs for everybody and we post all of our blogs on patreon a week early all you have to do is pledge one dollar and you can read our blogs a week before everybody else and uh, i think they're pretty good i think we're we're not the world's worst writers we're still so new at it that we're putting in enough effort that we want to make sure we're doing it correctly and not like lazily autopiloting it yeah it's good content yeah probably maybe i don't know if you like it be sure to like literally click the like button or tell me that you like it because i i kind of need the validation (laughs) (laughs) at least you're being honest with yourself here like i don't i don't i'm not doing it for the dopamine of like oh somebody liked my tweet there we go i just there's no metrics on Patreon for like who's visiting the site and who reads these things. So I just, I want to know that people, it's getting to people. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So just, you know, leave a little like. Yeah. Smash that MF like button. Yeah. Yeah. Next week, Jacksepticeye on bacon and eggs. Oh my God. No, I'm kidding. It's not happening. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> Don't promise that. Uh, you're supposed to, you're supposed to under promise and overperform. Not over deliver, uh, whatever. Yeah, you're not supposed yeah, not, to very, very, very much over promise and then just undeliver. I tell you what, folks, you tweet at Jack if he decides to come on the show, we'll do it, <laughs> but I'm not asking him because he won't listen to me. All right, so we know I'm that having... because Markiplier didn't listen to us. Markiplier didn't listen, no, he didn't. So we'll take Jack. We need a negative review, Ethan, somebody that does not like this movie. So Pamela Powell from the Daily Journal, and it's not the Daily Journal of like the Daily Journal, it's the Daily Journal of Kanankany with Illinois because nobody Kankakee, Illinois, because nobody who's a reputable journalist hated this movie, apparently. What, uh, the Deseret News of Salt Lake City didn't like it either. Deseret? Deseret? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's and and neither did somebody from Uprocks with two X's. That's yeah. what I'm getting at. Anyway, Pamela Powell said the two hour and five minute running time of continuous sadness and unending pearls of wisdom made this viewer disconnect from the characters. Wow, Pamela, I don't like you. She makes a very valid point, though. It's a long movie. It is a long movie. I didn't quite realize it, and we watched it with commercials. Which, by the way, if you want to watch this movie and you have YouTube TV, I'm pretty sure you just tell your TV you want to watch it and it makes it happen. I don't know if we paid for it. I don't think you paid for it. YouTube TV has, like, channels, and it was streaming on demand on one of those channels. It was on FX. Then yeah, you're good. Okay. Well, if I receive an invoice from the person who pays for my YouTube TV for watching this movie, I will pay it. But that's how we watched it. Anyway, I have a uh, positive review from Richard Roper of richardroper.com. He's a famous guy, right? Yeah, from Ebert and Roper? Yeah. Yeah, you replaced Gene Siskel. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Uh, He said, led by the unforgettable work from a young actress who's among the best of her generation, The Fault in Our Stars is a lovely work. And I think that's an important point. I think Shailene Woodley is a national treasure, and she was great in this. She was great in that movie about Snowden, and she was great in The Secret Life of the American Teenager. You just hardcore admitting to watching that show yeah on the show let me tell you about season one of secret life of the american teenager a hundred percent worth your time as me as a 16 year old okay okay all right so all i remember about that show i really i know that like she's pregnant she has a kid her mom's molly ringwald and the two guys that are supposed to be pining for her look exactly the same but dress different and you're supposed to think that one of them's a bad and one of them's a total dork but what i do know about that show is that her hair very thick very thick hair on shailene woodley fair enough unlike unlike this movie where she's got very short post chemo hair yep i don't have a whole lot of comment about shailene woodley's hair in secret life of the american teenager to be honest no i haven't seen the show so i don't know much about her hair in the show well now that you know that that's going to be some trivia for you what notable characteristic did shailene woodley have in season one of the secret life of the american teenager thick and instead of hair is 
is pregnant, you're going to be like thick hair. Thick. With like nine C's. Yeah. Very thick. All right. Well, we got to do some toothpaste and orange juice. Ooh. I've been thinking about this one a lot. I've been very angry about this and I may have slightly lashed out on Twitter. So I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> you got to give me a countdown. Okay. Three, two, one. Football. Festival patrons. Festival patrons? Yes. Tell me about festival patrons. I, what did they do, Ethan? This I weekend, want you to get unreasonably upset I here. This weekend, I dealt with... And, and this is this was a tough weekend for me, because I all, I think I might have gotten next week's hash brown out of this. Is, or Not hash brown. Next week's toothpaste out of this weekend as well, uh, because I can only rant about one thing here. But, mm-hmm. oh my god, I dealt with a new level of, of, of people here. I used to subscribe to the idea that the only stupid question was a, a question you didn't ask. You, know, you, you hear that you hear that statement a lot, right? It's like, oh, there's no dumb questions. Oh, there are. Turns out. There are dumb, dumb questions. questions. So what I what I did this weekend was I went to a fe- music festival in Kentucky and I worked uh, the official festival merchandise and sold things all day long for, for 17 hours. And God, that sounds miserable. It was it was cold and rainy and it was so rainy that the, the festival got canceled the next day and the next week's festival also got canceled because the yes. site that it was at just, just legitimately destroyed. Uh, anyway, the, I've never been asked so many dumb questions in a, a small period of time. It's just people coming up to you and, and, and I've bought plenty of band t-shirts at shows and stuff. And I've just never had a question about right. a shirt. Like you go up there and it's you're a like, t-shirt. okay, I want C4. That's the John Mayer with the guitar t-shirt. Here's my $20. Thank you for the two back and change. Oh yeah. So it starts, somebody comes up to me and goes, yeah, let me get a t-shirt. Okay, sir. Um, there's 47 t-shirts on the wall behind me. Which one would you like out of all of them? Uh, the black one. <laughs> no letters, dude. There's letters. Yeah. Let me get a, let me get a number H. <laughs> Anyway, but I would I would get questions all day long. Like, yeah, can you put the back of that one on the front of that one? No, no. Can I get a Can I get a, n- a number C, but in blue? No, it's not how that works, man. <laughs> Some dude comes up to me and goes, "You got any really small hats? Like, not for a kid, but like just for a small person?" No, no. The best one I got all day, though. Dumbest question. Um, hey, can I get one of the black baseball caps? Well, no, we're actually sold out. Why? Because people bought them. And I didn't know what to say. I was just like, what do you mean, why? They're 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 just gone, dude. Like, but no, it was it was just. And and there were people were very nice. People were very nice. Um, it was an interesting event because there was like a lot of kind of older people there like older than i was expecting like i would say the average age of attendee at this at this festival i was at was like probably 48 really yeah like old john mayer folks. was there john mayer was there there's a lot of a lot of older bands a lot of like like bluegrass type stuff i mean well, sting was there sting was there the next day i did not get to see sting Ugh. sting got canceled as did robert plant from led zeppelin Ugh. i did get to see God. john mayer and lenny kravitz and uh cheryl crow but not sting not sting i'm pretty bummed about that actually i think that would be like i don't want many people's autographs and i'm not sure like i don't particularly not like a huge sting fan i would want sting's autograph yeah like i'd be jazzed i, I wanted sting to see was sting. sting at a time where there was also a sting in the world ride world wrestling federation sting the musician is way cooler yes but sting the wrestler brought a baseball bat with him this is true but anyway so that yeah i just cool. spent i spent the whole saturday being bombarded by people who just had the dumbest questions that i've ever heard in my life they did drop stupid money on festival t-shirts though did they yeah it's like john mayer had a shirt a long sleeve shirt that was 50 dollars. people buy it sell out oh yeah yeah we had like three left at the end of the night um and oh yo lenny kravitz you know lenny kravitz mm-hmm. like cinna from the hunger games that guy yeah i'm familiar with lenny kravitz uh yeah. he played um Mega woman yeah which uh, lenny kravitz played longer than anybody else all night like he he overshot his set time by like 25 lenny minutes. kravitz can do whatever he wants right but like you 
you don't know that many Lenny Kravitz songs. And I'm not saying that to be like, oh, wow, Ty, you don't know anything about Lenny Kravitz. It's like, I, Lenny Kravitz played so many songs that I've never heard in my life. But he's Lenny Kravitz. Like, literally, he could walk into your house right now, say, this is my house, and, like, you would have to move out. But I would have been totally chill if Lenny Kravitz came out on stage and played American Woman and turned around and left. Yeah, I mean, that like, would have been cool, too. Which isn't even his song. Oh, I mean, it's like the house thing. It's it's his now. I mean, yeah, but it's, it's, it is a cover. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, Lenny Kravitz was sick, but he, like, 20 minutes into his set, his guy, his, like, his manager or whatever, came and got all of his merchandise. So Lenny Kravitz is playing, and people are coming up to us like, hey, can I get a Lenny Kravitz t-shirt? And I'm like, nope. They're gone. All of them are gone. Sorry. Every Lenny Kravitz t-shirt I'm like, dude, did you just not want to make money? But yeah, no, people, like, I, there was a couple times a day where I sold, like, $700 worth of t-shirts to people. And did they pay you $700? to do this what did how much did they pay did, were you fairly compensated for your commission um no no we didn't make commission oh god god if i had made like even like you know 10 percent, 10 percent. jesus what kind of commission are you trying to get five percent why not just for ask ask for nickels on the dime you know that's how commission works dude like five percent is pretty reasonable but ten percent that feels like a lot to me five percent for what like five percent of what closing costs that would be crazy <laughs> i would sell houses for five percent yeah like i commissions i know that you do three percent but like five percent would be a lot i mean i sold a lot of t-shirts like i sold like myself probably sold like ten thousand dollars worth of merchandise dang well i want to complain about something ethan you want to complain, complain about football loudly. i want to, well okay football is the greatest sport of all time okay? okay i'm not changing my mind about this but what i'm really upset about is when you know we do a show that a lot of people around the world listen to a lot of people who around the world know from my accent without asking that i am an american my twitter handle is america r-l-i-m it starts with my nationality Okay, when I say the word football with my American English dialect, I am referring to football, not soccer, Ethan. And I get that these people are just trying to get under my skin, and I get that me saying this- and, and it's working, and I get that me saying this on the show is just going to, like, make it tenfold. Yeah, you're about to get like, so are many you- tweets. Are you talking about real football or American football? American football is real football. The one where they barely use their feet. I'm pretty sure they're running. I'm pretty sure they kick after every time they score. They use their feet a lot. They just also use their hand for the ball that they catch. I mean, I I will agree that football is a strange name for football. I agree, but that doesn't change I don't know what else they could have called it called. back in the day, but like it, football is a weird name for football. They are right about they they being the the nerds. But they're not nerds. They're just like gajin, right? They're just non-Americans. No, it's because it's not even non-Americans. Oh, if it, if you're an American and you ask me what kind of football I'm referring to, I'm talking about football. Yeah, but those are the Period. people trying to get under your skin. I know. And the, oh my gosh, that's like the uni thing. It's like if you're an American and you say uni, it's like it's just not what we call it here. And I get that I'm the one that's not with the times and the youths are the right ones, but they're just not, Ethan. It's not called uni. It's not called football in America. It's called soccer, and that's fine. Like you can be a fan of the MLS. I like the MLS. I like Premier League. I like the World Cup when that comes around. I think all of that's fun. But when I talk about football, I'm talking about the Washington Redskins. I'm talking about the New England Patriots. I'm talking about world champion Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not talking about world. I don't even know who won the World Cup because it doesn't matter. Croatia, maybe? I can't remember. I don't even know. I can't remember. But I know it was a weird Nick Foles caught a touchdown pass and there are no longer any rules. Nick Foles did catch a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl. God, I hate the Eagles. I do too. God, the Eagles are the worst. I do love football though. Nothing is making me happier than this football season. And you know, I like, I asked recently on Twitter what people, non-sports people thought of sports and they had some thoughts. I had 72 replies. Yeah. 72. Yeah. Even. They all hate them. They all hate sports. They use words like sports ball. Sports. Oh my gosh. Sports. Do you have any thoughts on sports? 
sports ball. Sports ball you... is actually my least favorite word in the English language. Fun Why? fact. Because it's just so like condescending. Co- yeah, so condescendingly ignorant. Yes. It's like you were just trying to be a jerk about and, and if it would be if I did this about anything that you're interested in, you being the weird person that says sports ball, you would be so offended. Like imagine if But you feel like you're allowed to come after me because I like sports. Right. So say like we like sports because sports is full of great stories and it's fun to watch and like we've been watching gladiator fights for thousands of years and like why wouldn't we and sports are just interesting and good and it's like the real reality tv right it's really happening and right. there's like new rules where if you're clay matthews you can't tackle people right don't don't start that <laughs> being a green bay packers fan has been a very weird feeling this season so like in football there's three results that you can get out of a game right you can win you can lose or you can tie and so far in three games the green bay packers have done all of those yeah and it's like tying until this season was not like a normal thing that happened in football like it in probably the six years i've been a big football fan it's happened what like three times until this season no i mean it's the last couple years it's been since they changed the overtime rules it's been the overtime rules changed to one 10 minute quarter this year so well since they they changed it a couple years ago like the way that not that not the um the time period but like the way it works right ties have been more common right um that's been it doesn't four happen or five a lot. years no it doesn't happen a lot um yeah no and, and we shouldn't have tied that game um but that's a whole different story because mm-hmm. again the new penalty for the nfl rule 306.7 section 2 article 5 is uh, it is illegal to sack while clay matthews yeah i didn't even realize he still played the game i will not lie to you i thought he retired like three years ago nope nope uh he's probably not gonna be a packer after this year because he's just been doing pretty mediocre for the last couple of years um, really got three great sacks and three ga- great games yeah but they're not none of them none of them counted yeah he's not but. allowed to he's not allowed to sack anymore so he's useless uh, do you see that tackle on alex smith that was like the most beautiful sack i've ever seen oh yeah and then we yeah we're gonna call that a roughing the passer it was beautiful perfect and then like five plays later when when one of y'all like like scary beast people just like rips aaron Rodgers to the ground and throws his head into the ground it's not a roughing the passer no i agree i think i think it's absolutely like, it's absolute ridiculous yeah um and Redskins, I mean, we Redskins still, fans again showed why they are so mean this weekend. We definitely still would have won that game. That's fine. Had but you like, gotten that sack. But like, yeah, that's not what I'm saying though. It's not like the Minnesota thing. It's just like Redskins fans were literally just like, oh God, I, I hate Redskins. Here fans. I am as a Redskins fan telling you that that was not roughing the passer. Right. But you even, even tried to come after me. Like you, you thought about it. No, I you, didn't. When, when I James, thought about when James pulled that text out and was just like, how about them Redskins? I was like, first of all, James, you're not a Redskins fan. What is James Pittsburgh? James is a fair weather fan. Shout out Jim Swindell on Twitter. Thanks though, Jim R. Swindell. I think he's got a private Twitter. So this is my relationship with football though. Is like I have been a Green Bay Packers fan my entire life, and people that like to hop on the bandwagon come after me every year. You know, but that's that's part of being a fan, man. Also, the Packers are like America's team. Like you can say the Cowboys are America's team because like capitalism, but the Packers are America's team. It is incredibly frustrating to be a Packers fan because like if we have one bad game all year, people start hopping into my DMs and calling me out, being like, "Wow, wow, wow." I told you your team sucks. Aaron Rodgers is worthless. You're a worthless human being. Why do you even exist? Why are you a fan? And Man, you're about to give the non-sports people ammo, Ethan. And then you're like, to- and then like the 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 Washington Redskins, you know, fail to like poop themselves on the field <laughs> during the game. And Sports Center is just like new era for the Redskins winning a Super Bowl this year? Question mark. No, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. But I think we're going to see see some teams in the playoffs. We'll see. Uh, you got to p- get past Philadelphia. They're looking pretty good. Philly looks pretty good. Uh, Dallas looks uh, terrible. New York looks terrible. I'm not worried about Green Bay's chance of making the playoffs, though, because, like, did you see how the Vikings got manhandled by the Bills? Ethan, Nick Foles caught a touchdown pass and won the Super Bowl. There are no right, but, like, rules. All of the teams in our division are terrible. A backup quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles 
beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. Well, okay, so we're supremely, sufficiently, and chiefly off the rails now. Oh, um, I know. All these people who like The Fault in Our Stars and are so excited <laughs> for us to talk about it and, like, on principle, like The Fault in Our Stars because they do not like sports are like, this is the worst podcast I've ever listened to. You can't be a John Green fan and not like sports. Like, you can't be that it's, guy. John Green is the biggest, like, nerdy, dork sports fan in sports the world. Sports apologist. Yeah. yeah, like, John Green. John Green's next book is going to be called, like, Why Sports Are Important. Which better be. I love sports. <laughs> sports are the best. Yeah. So, anyway, Tyler is mad about football because people are being mean to him on Twitter about football. Because, like, you should just know. If I was going to talk about soccer, I would call it soccer. Yeah, they are trying to get this rise out of you. I know. It's working. Uh, my eyes are you watering. You sneeze? You no, gotta sneeze? No, I don't have to sneeze. You gonna sneeze? I don't have to sneeze. Achoo! Ethan, you sneeze. God bless you. I hate you. They don't know that that was me. Is that your aside for the day? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's... where I talk to the audience. Oh, my God. <laughs> let's talk about Tiffios. Tiffios. Ethan, I think this movie was cast perfectly. Perfectly, I, yes. I will say... That in my mind, when I read the book, which you got to do a little bit of book comparison because I think the movie's a little confusing if you don't read the book. Uh, but uh, I think it was cast perfectly. Only difference is that in my mind, when I read the book, Hazel was 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 Shailene Woodley, Ansel Elgort was was Augustus, but Isaac was a cartoon in my mind with like a I gigantic head. I still don't know what you mean by this. He was like a gigantic head and a tiny little body, like uh, like Timmy Turner. <laughs> Wearing, like, sunglasses. That's exactly how I pictured him. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a fictional reality, Ethan. There can be a cartoon. Who framed Roger Rabbit? That's what I want to know. Uh, this, okay, but the Fault in Our Stars was never going to be who framed Roger Rabbit. That would be a <laughs> that very been a weird thing. wild twist. <laughs> it would have been a very weird thing to put in there. It's like, oh, by the way, this is Isaac. He's blind, and he's a cartoon. <laughs> we don't even talk about why he's a cartoon. It's better than him being like a, a Muppet. That would have been a weird choice. They just well. don't even mention it. Right. <laughs> Isaac's a cartoon. That's just part of what we're doing here. God, a cartoon. What? What are you talking about? That's exactly how I pictured him. Actually, it was sort of like, do you remember the uh, the frog people from Rocco's Modern Life? Vaguely? Uh, yeah. What was their names? I don't know. I can't. Uh, um, Rocco's Modern Life. Hold on. I've got it. The Leapfrogs? No, that's the name of the episode. Mr. and Mrs. Big Head. That's how I pictured Isaac, but wearing sunglasses. Oh, God. And with, like, people-colored skin. Not uh, yeah, I, I skin. vaguely remember this until you said it, and then as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, okay. I know. What you're Is that not about. how you pictured? Him? No, pictured him as a, as a kid. It's like a like a boy, like a, like a no. young gent. Definitely a cartoon, no doubt about that. Well, he is in fact Nat Wolf. Nat Wolf, perfect casting. Nat Wolf, better better depiction of him than my brain can come up with. I think they could have gotten, especially since they only spent eight million dollars in this movie. I think they could have they could have reached and gotten some sort of star power for the dad. I was thinking for for Hazel's dad because because the mom's Laura Dern, like from Jurassic Park, and I would have gone with Molly Ringwald always. Okay, why? I don't know. She's just such like a perfect mom in a teen movie because she was in the breakfast club okay i don't know <laughs> it, it all comes around anyway <laughs> but i don't know who the dad is and he was like he was good he was like all right i think that could have gotten somebody better who would you have cast uh for every dad in a teen movie ever i will cast stanley tucci stanley tucci yeah. i was gonna cast neil flynn neil flynn the janitor <laughs> yeah he was the dad in uh mean girls oh yeah oh yeah he's the dad in like uh what is it the middle Remember that yeah. tv show the kid? yeah so he'd be perfect all the kids that the are dad. weird yeah mike heck their last name is Heck. Yeah. What a heckin' ridiculous name. Anyway, yeah. I mean, there's there's lots of people that could have gotten to be the dad. I don't know who this guy is, because he doesn't do... Because obviously he's not going to be, like... 
It's not going to be like Josh Dumal in Love, Simon. Because he's not like the handsome dad described right. in the book. He's like kind of weird, nerdy dad. You know who would have met a great dad? Who? Mike Rowe. Like Dirty Jobs guy? Dirty Jobs Mike Rowe. The same. I don't know if he could have been Hazel's dad. Maybe not, but he could have, you could have thrown be, him in there He could be a teen somewhere. movie dad. Oh, yeah. Or Ben Bailey from Cash Cab. I, so the only other thing, that's not a bad, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Took you long enough. You don't like Ben Bailey? No, He's I love funny. Ben Bailey. I love Cash Cab. <laughs> Cash Cab's a great show. As far Have as you like, seen his stand up? As far as like uh like like game shows go. Yeah. Um I could see that. I could see him being the dad in the teen movie. It would have to be a teen movie where there's like it's a dad and a son and they have to have like a hard conversation. You think Ben Bailey is like a hard conversation dad? Yeah. No, he's a stand-up comedian. He's like a raunchy stand-up comedian. I don't know anything about Ben Bailey. Oh, he's good. He's the host of Cash Cab to me. Yeah, he is. It's it's come back. Cash Cab's back. Oh gosh. The only That's thing... your hash browns. You so have to watch is... every episode of Cash Cab. <laughs> So Cash Cab is one of those shows, and there's lots of game shows like this, and and other sh reality shows like this, where they make it look like you just get in the cab and you're on TV, right. and that's just not it's how all, it works. No, it's all staged. It's like they come up to you on the street and they're like, "Hey, do you want to play the Cash Cab?" Right, and then they tell you to look surprised when you get in the car. Right, it's like Pimp My Ride. Well, and it's it's like one of those uh, HGTV shows where it's like, "Oh, we found these people in Lowe's." Right. No, you didn't. <laughs> we found these people shopping for our home. I think those HGTV shows frustrate me so much this is why we're getting off topic but i'm doing it this is why joanna Gaines and chip Gaines in fixer upper are so good because the show's well produced but they're such bad actors that like the whole thing is filler there is no substance whatsoever like when they're picking the house they've already chosen a house they're just faking it for the show right they go visit their... three or four houses just to right but they've already bought one like <laughs> yeah the mortgage when... approved closing right. done papers right. signed House right, and bought. The, right. And then when they're doing the remodel, they don't even like show half of the remodel. And like the computer animation of Joanna showing them the house, you can see on her computer, it's not like what they show you on the screen. And then what's the other thing? Oh, when they do like the reveal at the end, you mean to tell me you're going to trust like $80,000 in renovation to somebody and not see it whatsoever while it's happening? Right. <laughs> You've been to that house. Where have you also, been yeah, for the past three months while yeah, this is happening? Yeah, the remodel takes months. <laughs> right. Where have you been? There's also, like, rooms in the house that just don't get touched. So there's, like, still crappy carpet and yeah. unpainted walls. And well, I was, what always geeked me out about those shows, um, like, like while you were out or uh, or trading spaces. Yeah. It's like they do one room in this house. Right. And it's like, oh, that's neat. Now you have a really nice living room and the rest of your house looks like Right. Rest of your house is still garbage. There's no substance whatsoever. But the great thing about, especially like Property Brothers, that's ridiculous. You found people who already bought a house and just faked the whole process. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And the, the, whatever the ones that were they like, oh, we were looking for a bathroom at Home Depot and we just found these guys that were like, here's $20,000 to redo your bathroom. <laughs> Neat. $20,000 would go so far in my bathroom. My bathroom's tiny. You could do everything with $20,000. We already have like heated floors, well, there you which go. is like what the, else most, do you want? the most luxurious feature my home has. <laughs> the roof leaks too. <laughs> we got those heated floors. That is floors. such a like. If there was a house that you could have bought, you Tyler Carlin, that's the perfect house. What? Because that is your personality. Yeah, you have heated floors and a leaky roof. That is your personality to a T. Yeah. If like if we were to change this show to like Hammer and Nails, and instead of comparing movies to Breakfast, we compare them to Craftsman style homes. Yeah. 
Or I guess just homes. But, like, that's such a Tyler Carlin thing. I didn't buy it for the heated floors. We didn't realize it had it until we already moved in. No, okay? I know. That, that's what I'm saying. That's just such a twist of fate. You didn't realize the roof leaked either. That's true. We weren't like, oh, this one leaks. That's Let's such go a twist of fate. That's funny. Oh, my God. Okay, The Fault in Our Stars. Anyway, the only other thing, the only other complaint I have about casting, and this is not a complaint per se, because I think he did a wonderful job, but if, if we're talking about, like, who I pictured for a part, it was not Willem Dafoe. I think the whole character of Peter Van Houten in the film is completely off. Um... Uh, not not off. I wouldn't say off. I, I feel like he played a much larger role in the novelization. No, that's not what it's called. The novelization. The novel. <laughs> yeah, it's just a novel. It w- wasn't made after the movie. <laughs> right. In the novel. I think he just plays a completely different part. Like, he's, he's much, much more heavily involved. And then in the film, they were like, we got all the way to the funeral, and then we remembered we had to put him back in. It was kind of weird. Yeah. I think Willem Dafoe did just... a great job. I mean, he was. I have no problem with his portrayal. He's just not oh, who yeah. I would have picked. Who would you have picked? Stanley Tucci? No. Uh, although, weirdly enough, different actor from The Hunger Games, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who may or may not have been dead by this point. I think he was dead, but I would have picked Philip Seymour Hoffman. Really? Yeah. He doesn't look like a villain to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I can't picture that at all. Oh, absolutely. He would have done such a great job. Like I said, he might have been dead, but they described Peter Van Houten as being like a robust gentleman. Yeah, Willem Dafoe looks like... Like a drug addict. Drug addict. I thought he looked like oddly fit. I mean, I yeah. Well, he's an actor. Willem Dafoe, you can put Willem Dafoe in any... Yeah, he's movie, a great... He's a phenomenal actor. It will improve said film right we might start playing this game it's and like, that was okay that was the thing that they did they were like willem defoe's available and interested in doing this how can we not we can't make him the dad what can we do with him oh he could be peter van houten hey can't make him the youth minister either oh my god <laughs> who was the youth minister is is like a like a comedian um yeah he's somebody he's uh i saw that it was a oh he's micro Mike biglia oh he's a stand-up yeah guy, he's a right? stand-up guy it was like i didn't recognize him but then i saw the the song credit for the little song he said um because i was trying to figure out what that song like the horrifyingly sad song with the shouting is the m83 song that plays like oh. while they're walking through the graveyard and yeah the one that's just like acoustic guitars and then somebody screaming in the next room yes um <laughs> i was looking that up and i saw the song credit from mike, mike berbiglia and i was like oh that's the little thing he does like the song about jesus that he does yeah we are in the literal the literal heart, heart of jesus of Jesus. This is one of those movies again, and we keep we keep hitting on these. Uh, and I think that this is maybe just like a, a teen movie thing where it works, but the narration works. I think a lot of times, if you have a book, this is a first person perspective book, right? Yes. Or yes. third person limited no, to it's, Shailene. It's, to... it's first person. Okay. Yeah, I it's think when, first person. When that's the case, I think that the narration helps because like a lot of what tells the story in the book is her inner monologue it's not all dialogue right but like there are plenty of and especially if you're going to open it to third person limited uh there are plenty of times when narration doesn't work like harry potter would have been really weird with narration yes that would have been super weird if harry like started talking in the middle of the book yeah or in the middle of the movie <laughs> because harry potter is like a very 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 limited third person yeah it's only it's like you know in the book what harry is like seeing yeah Harry Potter. What a series. You know, my brother just met J.K. Rowling yesterday. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to you. Do that. What I loved was uh, the post... or. Yeah, the, the picture that Ben Carlin tweeted of that, like, whole room full of people, and it's just like, this is a picture of me and J.K. Rowling and a bunch of people to photobomb, and I was like, that was pretty funny, and then I looked at it, it was like, the picture was about J.K. Rowling and, and Tessa Netting. Yeah, that's who it's about. Because Tessa was wearing and this, like, super bright red thing. She always has such great outfits. Yeah, and, and she was just super jazzed, and I was like, where's Ben Carlin in this picture? And then I looked at, like, it took me a the while back to find... corner. Right. 
to find both of them. Um, I the still haven't found John and stuff. He's in there. I, no, uh, I'm sure he is. There, just... Really, it was like J.K. Rowling meets former guests of Bacon and Eggs was exactly what that was. Yeah. I think actually the whole event was aimed at Seamus. So they were like, we're going to invite every YouTube creator who talks about Harry Potter and has greater than like 250k subs. Okay. We're going to invite them all to this event and we're going to show them the cursed child. <laughs> and they were like, who do we leave out? Seamus Gorman, the guy who lit the Seamus. book on fire. <laughs> The guy who lit the book on fire. <laughs> That's also the name of my novel, The Guy Who Lit the Book on Fire. Is that a uh, is that a sequel to The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo? It is. <laughs> like a like a, a like a fact. ninth sequel. <laughs> <laughs> I think the whole event, the whole thing was just to stick it to Seamus. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah because they were like well Seamus got to see Wreck-It Ralph early we're gonna show did he see Wreck-It Ralph already he hasn't seen Wreck-It he's seen promos and trailers and stuff that we uh, Ralph seen. breaks the internet Ralph breaks the internet I'm excited I have a bet going with John Negroni that if it does better than an 83 on Rotten Tomatoes critics the Monday after it comes out so after previews uh, then then he has to come on our show and if it doesn't then I have to go on their show hello Will Ashton talking to you but yeah so so The Fault in Our Stars this is it really is a just a horrifying sad movie yeah oh my god holy crap it's about a girl with cancer and she's not the one who dies of cancer yeah like what a i mean it, i wouldn't call it what a, a twist, twist. I, I wouldn't call it a twist i mean when i was reading the book and and he was like i lit up like a christmas tree i was like it's not like a christmas tree it's i think honestly it's it's hidden a lot better in the book <clears throat> than it is in the movie yeah to me i also think it was interesting book to movie this is a small complaint I have with the whole project. And this is like just such a nitpicky thing. Um, why was the Make-A-Wish Foundation not like interested in getting the name out on this? Uh, both with the book and the movie. And in the book, he like, it's obviously Halo that he's talking about, but he calls it Counterinsurgents. Why, why couldn't John just write Halo 2? Um, because John, when he wrote uh, Looking for Alaska, got like obliterated by the Emily Dickinson estate. Really? Yeah. For using like Emily Dickinson's last words or whatever. Dang. Um, so he was just like. So I'm not at, even at this risk point, it. I think John's just like, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not even gonna bother. Right. Yeah. Forget the Make a Wish Foundation. Forget. But anyway. You don't just get to, like, after you're cured of cancer, you don't get to use your wish. Yeah, you do. I don't think so. I don't know how it they, works. Once they give you the wish, I mean, I, I get that, that 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 is a clue you're supposed to pick up on. That, like, he still has the wish because he's sick again. Right. Because he he's going to die again. Right. Well, we're all going to die. Up. I did not pick that up reading the book because I was no. like, man, I've never had to deal with this situation. I didn't pick it up reading the book. I don't think I picked it up until you said something about it because it was just like, yeah, obviously he still gets to use the wish. Like, he had it. They're not going to take it away from him. You can't take... Oh, like a wish away from a kid that lost his leg. It's 18. So? You lose your wish at 18. I don't know. That sounds really cool. You're so cynical like... <laughs> about this. You're just like, how could I take Gus's wish away from him? <laughs> this isn't funny. Gus, Gus is a fictional character and he died. Okay? He's fictional. Yes. The whole thing is fictional. The whole thing is fictional. There's a Thomas Sanders bit I think is hilarious where he comes out and he's like, he's like, I love you and I cherish you and you mean everything to me. And it like puts his hand on somebody and it's just labeled fictional character. And they're like, you know I'm not real, right? Like, it's unhealthy to have this kind of obsession. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Can we talk about how this is like yes it is a it is a book about about cancer and about what it does to people and the relationships between people but it is also a handbook for how to deal with john green being successful yeah like how to talk to people about looking for a last leave paper towns. john green 
alone is the mantra from this book. John Green is Peter Van Houten. He wrote a book that was important, very important to a few people. Which book? Any of the ones, or, well, not any, probably not an yeah, abundance of Catherine's. Catherine's. <laughs> Either looking for Alaska or Paper Towns. And he wrote a book that is important. That being said, John, if you're listening, Catherine's is a great book. It's just not important to people in the same way that Paper Towns and looking for Right, I think car. that even John will admit that. It's 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 like, it's a funny thing. Right. And certainly not as important as this book. But yeah, Peter Van Houten wrote An Imperial Affliction, and now he doesn't want anything to do with it, which I don't think John Green doesn't want anything to do with his books. But it's like, and especially for this book going forward, it's like, nothing happens to the Hazel after the book ends. She dies. No, she doesn't. Her story ends. Whatever happens to her is up to you. That's the point. Who's this book about? What do you mean? Is it about Gus? No, it's about Hazel. About Gus. How is it about Gus? The metaphor is about Gus. You put the killing thing in your mouth yeah what is that a metaphor for like what is he what is he trying to do there he's trying to show i, I get that. what it is but i don't i don't necessarily know why, why i understand why it's a metaphor i think it shows that i don't know he doesn't fear cancer he gets that it's a, a part of life right you, you put the killing thing in your mouth you don't give it the ability to kill you you take control over it i get that yeah and then that doesn't seem like like, a, like I wouldn't call that a metaphor. I would call that a very, like, literal, you are putting a thing that gives you cancer in your mouth and not giving it the ability to give you cancer. You don't think it's got anything to do with him being close to Hazel? She doesn't obviously give him cancer, but, like, he's not afraid of the cancer. He's not afraid of being around people who have cancer. He's not afraid that it's going, like, he knows it's going, it can hurt him, but he's not afraid of being around it. I never thought of that. I didn't, I didn't think about him thinking about other people having cancer. I think that's why he's willing to go to support group and his best friends are Isaac and Hazel. This is because... He's okay. Yeah, I could see that. Uh, make, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never got the metaphor. I was just like, this is clearly, this is a pretty straightforward thing, dude. Like, you are, you have a cigarette. He has a pack of cigarettes. Okay. And then he goes to the gas station in the middle of the night and he wants to buy himself cigarettes and then he can't because his body doesn't work. Yeah. Yep. And then there's just that line that Augustus Waters died eight days later. Oh my God. And then the book keeps going. Oh my God. Like, oh my. And the, well, the movie also keeps going. Yeah. But like, after Gus's death. Jesus Christ, man. Uh, I'm taking my jacket off. It's going to be loud and annoying. Uh, 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 Jesus Christ. <laughs> you good over there? Oh, I am now. You know what gives me a lot of stress and anxiety and really wears me out more than other things that shouldn't? What? When I have to take my boots off and like untie them. It like wins me to like lift my feet up to where I can untie my boot and like pull it off. Yeah. I am like beat. Because you're all, you're all bent over and like you gotta like flex in weird ways. And, yeah. And, not get, oh not getting the right amount of air. Yeah. It like wears me out. And like I can't like I hold my breath when I untie my shoes and I always expect it to be just as simple as like pull the one string and then you're good. You gotta pull the one string and then you gotta like go under the uh, un, like the pre-knot and pull that. Yeah. And it doesn't always cooperate. Anyway. It's uh. I'll tell you the freaking uh the when i have my boots on those are the only shoes that i have to tie you don't tie your shoes no well i tie them they just remain you're tied. a man you're a man on living on the edge they, they just remain tied like i got um that that white pair of adidas that i've been wearing i got those out of the box they were already tied and they've been tied like that since they never came untied that's insane i mean they just go on do you remember when we were kids i feel like this happened to me a lot more when i was a child and i would wear flip-flops and i'd be walking and all of a sudden they would flick off and fly like 100 feet into the air <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. How did I solve that problem? <laughs> that doesn't... I think you just learned to walk. <laughs> I, 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 like, this happened all the time. Eventually, you just adapted to the flip-flops. I guess. I don't know. I mean, clearly something changed. You seem like a human being capable of wearing flip-flops. So the movie's about don't meet your heroes. Do you think 
James Harden would treat me the same way Peter Van Houten treats these kids. James Harden is your hero? (laughs) Out of all the human beings in the world, James Harden of the Rockets. (laughs) I could not have told you that's what he played for. I would have said the Houston Pistons. And this is embarrassing because I just complained about non-sports people, but I literally know nothing about the NBA. The Detroit Pistons. And the Houston Rockets now sounds much more correct. That sounds like a name I've I've put together in my mind before. Yeah, because it's... Detroit. uh, Freaking... Beyonce says that thing in that song where she says like London something Houston Rocket. Oh man, so I it's like countdown. Talking about the song bops. It's like the only Beyonce song I like. I like. It's got love like a on top. like a like a artificial marching band in the background. Nice. Uh, anyway, do you think, who is your hero? Who, like, let's say, I don't want to play that game, but let's say you get to meet whoever you want. Who do you meet? I have no idea. You're like, are you like, I'm going to go meet Neil Gaiman? Yeah, he's, he's near the top of the list. Because I, 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 as far as like, if you could do like a meet and greet where it's like, you get 30 seconds or whatever to just like smile and stand next to somebody and get a picture. Like, I don't really care. Yeah, no, I'll any, meet anybody. Anybody. Like, Particularly Sting. Right. Like, I'll get a picture with any random celebrity like i'm not gonna go out of my way but it's like oh if there's like a you know you get a meet and greet with this concert ticket i'm not gonna be like no i don't want to do that i'm gonna go to the thing but and so the question just deeply is uninteresting to me because there's no like valuable there's no you can't learn anything you can't like do anything it's like oh i got to stand next to this guy one time that was cool like it's a cool thing it's something i'll remember you mean to tell me if jk rowling was like i'm in let's see it's reasonable i'm in raleigh i've invited 30 people you're one of them to come meet me now it's not gonna be like we're not gonna be able to sit down and chat but like i'll be there you can take a picture i'll sign some things you're not telling me you'd right, be like but she's at least gonna give like a speech or something talk she's gonna speak right yeah because this exact thing just happened to my brothers <laughs> right like yes i would absolutely do that but if it's like oh there's a jk rolling meet and greet where it's like she's not really gonna say anything you can just go take a picture with her for 30 seconds and twenty thousand people are gonna be there and there's a huge line i'm gonna be like yeet yeah twenty thousand is a lot whatever however many like if i gotta stand in line for hours like to to stand next to jk rolling nah i'm not gonna do that interesting interesting good to know i have to cancel that event <laughs> It's not what I'm saying, but so it's like, you know, if if there's, if if that's that's what I'm saying. If we're talking about meet, like meet your heroes. Yeah. Like you get like a half hour to two hours. Yeah. Like Neil Gaiman is near the top of that list. Neil. I don't know who would be, I don't know who would be at the top of that list, but like, I would love to sit down for, to brunch, to to get a quick bagel with Neil Gaiman. What about Sunday brunch on bacon and eggs? Yeah. I would lose my mind. (laughs) I can, currently, I can either book Neil Gaiman or Jacksepticeye. I would much rather have Neil Gaiman. <laughs> I'm sure do- that that Sean McLaughlin is a lovely person. I've been reading Good Omens on your recommendation, Neil Gaiman, Terry Pratchett, and uh, the dry British humor. I don't know if I can take it for 400 pages, man. It's a lot. You're reading it in like book? Like book, like I own the book. Oh, I haven't done that. I find that Neil Gaiman books are much better read, like read to me. Read to you by Neil Gaiman? Uh, He does do a lot of them, but the Good Omens audiobook is actually by a guy named Martin Jarvis, who does an impeccable job of like really brings the characters to life. Anyway, Ethan, what are we talking about? We're talking about uh, who, if don't meet your heroes i've i've met a bunch of like met i've had interactions with a bunch of of people that i i don't i try not to use the word hero too much just because like that's a big role to put on another human being who at their core are like fundamentally just a human being yeah i think it's a lot of pressure to put on them I think it's unfair. Yeah, absolutely unfair. Like I, I would, I would hate. Well, I wouldn't hate. It. I would love it. I would freak out if somebody was like, "You're my hero." I'd be like, ah! 
<sighs> Thank you, You're Incredible Boy. You're my hero. I love you, Random Citizen. <laughs> You're my hero. Yeah, like, but if it was, if it was like somebody came up to me and was just like, "You're this, you know, enormous like influence on my life," I would be like, "There, there would definitely be part of me that's like, why <laughs> me?" And I, I don't think that'll ever like, if even if we get super famous and become the next Joe Rogans, like Joe Rogan, man, you could not pay me to meet Joe Rogan. Yeah, you could. You could pay me to meet Joe Rogan. Yeah. Um, like, what was it like on Fear Factor? I don't even know who Joe Rogan is, to tell you the truth. He's the king of podcasting, and he was the host of Fear Factor. I did not know that. I knew he was I knew he was a huge deal podcaster, but... Yeah. Joe- He's like a super fitness buff, too. Yeah, and he talks about MMA too much. Is that what he talks about? Um, I've never listened to the Joe Rogan experience. Ooh, interesting. Do you listen to the Joe Rogan I experience? I have. I'm so surprised. We'll talk. Okay. I don't know if the Joe Rogan experience is necessarily a great topic for this show. I don't even know what it's about. It's just interviews. It's an interview podcast. But it is, it is deeply not family-friendly. I've heard that. I've heard that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had interactions with people that I uh, that I look up to and to some extent admire for the creative things they do, and I, I have yet to have like a like a bad experience meeting somebody. Yeah, no, I've never had like a your life is meaningless and your disease is a evolutionarily evolutionary failure right. and you should like, die from it like type experience. none of the musicians i've met have been particularly mean to me or really mean to me in any way every every like some degree famous person i've met has just been a lovely person i think i think when you get to that stage you kind of learn how to handle it when people are like if somebody says they worship you i think it's interesting neil gaiman speaking of which in good omens they talk about right at the beginning in the introduction they're like we've gone on book tours for this thank you so much for enjoying our book do not get our signatures tattooed yeah that'd be you weird know, like i would not do that like you've crossed a line at that point I, yeah s- signature tattoo would be weird if it's like a musician and and they because i've seen people do this where they get like their favorite song lyric written for them by the musician and get that done that would be that's different yeah but like a signature is weird that's like identifying with a piece of art this is like identifying with the like another human being on a level that is non-reciprocated right like that is that is weird and i would not get neil gaiman's signature tattooed on my body or anybody's would you get my signature no i don't want the word hags on my body forever (laughs) (laughs) that might be the key to the tattoo ethan that might be how you get me to get a tattoo to write hags yeah it's like man if you get your own signature tattooed on your body just the hags part i wouldn't get the, the, my name i'm just making although i'm making it that's clear like right the perfect now, road if, id if you get there you go if you get your signature tattooed on your body i will never speak to you again okay that makes sense my signature is pretty cool though it is cool <laughs> but like you would be a new level of douche previously unthought of by man <laughs> man has his own autograph <laughs> tattooed on on his body body. yeah so you know i have yet to have a bad experience meeting a human being that i that i like i you know i've seen people uh live in concert that have been terrible um and and even if just for a while it has sort of soured me to their music but yeah and i haven't met anybody that was like a real jerk i just don't think i've met anybody like to me when we did the meet and greet it was a very weird experience because i like i have very little interest in meeting these people i have no idea why it's just it doesn't appeal to me i guess in the way it does to other people i'm trying to think of people that well, i've like you, met when you're around. the when you're the famous person and i'm not saying that we're famous but i'm saying if you're the famous person you don't do it because you want to meet the fans oh i do i want to meet the fans that was you just said way you more cool no 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 i mean like like we went to playlist dc a few years back jonathan and i did before super carlin brothers really oh, blew oh, up. oh, oh okay and we got the chance to do meet and greets with YouTube creators, and I met Gabby from The Gabby Show when Vine was still around, and Amy Marie Gartner when Vine was... Gartner? Gartner? I don't know. When Vine was still around. And it was like, it was cool. It was like, hey, I follow you guys on Vine. That's cool. And that was like it. It was like, I got the photo and it was cool. I got a bunch of likes on Instagram, but it was like, yep, these are people from the internet. There was no like, I don't They're know. They're regular humans. Like a, they go back to working at Denny's. Right. Like 
they're they're regular people and we had a nice conversation and they were both super hungover and they told me about that and that was you know whatever i was too so cool rock on and i don't know it was just a weird thing that happened anyway amy if you're out there and you want to come on bacon and eggs let me know same with you gabby i don't know who either of those people are yeah you do i didn't watch vine i like actively avoided vine you just lost some fans just now. The Tory somewhere is like, you didn't watch Vine? No, I absolutely did not watch Vine. I And to this day, I still think people that were like Vine famous is a dumb thing. Yeah, Logan Paul is a bad Because thing. like most of the most of the Vines that have like carried over after Vine died aren't from like Vine people. They're just like random things. Good one. Like Free Shavakadu. Free Shavakadu. Like that guy wasn't like a Vine guy. That's a girl. Is it? It's gotta be a girl. Really? Oh yeah. That person isn't like a Vine person. It's not like King Batch. It was like, yo, look at Del Taco. Yo. King Batch. I support King Batch. Yeah, Maybe I don't know. He might have done something shady, but I thought his vines. I don't were think funny. so. His vines were cool. Um, and he's a he's a pretty decent uh creator. And his his actually his um his ear biscuit with Rhett and Link was very very interesting. Good to know. Andrew Bachelor. Speaking of ear biscuits and that, let's let's pass some hash browns before we get back into the film because we've kind of derailed. Yeah. So now's best good good a time as any. So last week you told me I have to watch Ozark. The pilot. The pilot, yep. The pilot of Ozark, Which and I I'll did. Be, I'll be it. honest with you. I haven't seen the pilot of Ozark in a long time, but they just put mm-hmm. season two out, and so I figured I couldn't just start you at the beginning of season two. Right. So I watched the pilot of Ozark, and it was like, it's like Breaking Bad for money laundering, right? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if it's for me, but it was very well shot and it was, it was interesting to see. They, you know, they killed a bunch of people on screen, which was scary, but cool. Um, I felt like Bateman is not a bad and I think he cast himself. I was a little uncomfortable with his like opening monologue where he's talking, he's doing the like, you've done this before because you were a financial advisor where he's doing the financial advisor pitch where it's like, you know, your money can go into one of three places. A lot of people think it's only two. You know, you got money to support your family. It's an agreed upon currency, blah, blah, blah. Or you can, you know, nobody's prepared for retirement, blah, blah, the whole freaking thing, right? Right. And then- Do you want to be taxed now, taxed later, or taxed never? Right, right. The whole- And you say, oh, I want to be taxed never. All right, well, here's how you do that. Right. Sign up for a Roth IRA. Turns out it really is just that simple. Yeah. Although a simple, Um, a simple is not a tax never. Look, at you just Look in case you. anybody's wondering like if i this is not <laughs> this is not advice i'm not certified to give this advice um but yeah no as simple it does accrue tax anyway just so people know so he's going through the whole pitch and throughout that part i was like he is trying to sound more badass than he is and i had a little bit of a problem with that and then all the way up until he's got the gun to his head and he starts being like super vulnerable i was like man this guy is trying to portray something he's not and something he can't portray and then he sort of becomes the family man again and i felt like if it sticks with the family thing and i don't know if it will because i thought when he got out of the car at the end he was gonna like light the van on fire with his family in it and i was like oh cold-blooded but whatever um but if it sticks with the family thing, I think the show's got hope. I think if it tries to go the Breaking Bad route and it turns Jason Basin, Jason Bateman into Heisenberg, it's not going to It doesn't. Work. Okay. So, you, yeah, it's a lot more of vulnerable Jason Bateman than Heisenberg Jason Bateman. Okay, good. That's because... the thing is that that is the character he's trying to portray. And it's a okay. lot more, in that respect, it's a lot more like Better Call Saul than Breaking Bad. Well, I still haven't watched Better Call well, Saul. Well, it's like, so yeah, but know. you know how Saul is. Yeah. And it shows you the beginning of Saul and he's just this complete bumbling idiot. Right. And so that was, that was sort of what I was concerned about. It was kind of tough to see where it was going and it felt to me like it didn't quite have its footing for the pilot quite like it wasn't exactly sure where where the show was gonna go the creators but i thought it was cool that bateman directed it i thought that was a nice touch i just really love jason bateman i think that he showed his depth as an actor no he shows his depth in in uh game night that's a good film i haven't seen game night well that 
mean, I believe you. That's a good film. I just haven't seen yeah, it. I thought Game Night was better than this. Um, but overall, I liked it. I thought it, it looks like a, a show that a lot of people will like. A lot of, you know, people that like that sort of super dark crime drama are going to think is great. And they like to see people die on screen and stuff. Um, I don't know if it's for me. but oh, I think it's absolutely not for you. Yeah. <laughs> you and I don't like the same kind of TV shows. Yeah. Um, the exception of two. I mean, it's 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 objectively better than a lot of the shows I like. At least the pilot was. Uh, yeah i just don't know if i'll be able to stick with it i am watching breaking bad again that show is phenomenal yeah, jesus sure. christ uh because i started watching better call Saul, like ran out of episodes of that and i was like well i just want to watch breaking bad again i'm jealous but that's that not my hash brown my hash brown was not to watch breaking bad my hash brown was to watch atypical that is right yes, like i think? did watch the right show right yeah, okay atypical. because i couldn't remember and i remembered at like 11 30 last night that i had to do it and i was like i can't i can't text ty right now and ask him you could listen to the show or really it didn't occur to me to listen to the show to tell you the <laughs> truth and i was trying to go like find your tweet and then i remembered that what I thought the name was and I was like you know what I'm gonna watch this atypical show and if it's the wrong show well that's a funny little thing that happened because <laughs> um, just this week somebody asked us in our discord server I forgot that we used to do it at the beginning of the show the joke where like we watched the wrong movie somebody was like how often did you actually watch the wrong movie and I was like I mean to keep the joke going every single every week. week yeah we haven't done that in a long but time for some honest behind the scenes I have never watched the wrong thing consuming content takes time the last time we did that was with Julia for Titanic I know it was good joke it was and uh well yeah it was a lot easier when we were doing the marvel movies to like throw something in there that was wrong right but uh yeah so i watched atypical um this is a, this is a really excellent show this I is think. the kind of show i like eh, this is objectively better than most of the shows you watch i would agree i mean compared to what like it's better than arrow for yeah sure. it's better than arrow it's better than the flash it's better than gossip girl uh i don't watch the flash whatever flash sucks you you defend cw dc shows i defend arrow yeah i think supergirl and the flash blow Anyway, and I will not watch Gotham. It's better than Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's better than, like, this is a show with substance. Yeah, no, I agree. This is a show agree. I can absolutely is... get behind. Um, I, I'm pretty picky yeah. with TV. Uh, I, I really got to have, like, to, to watch multiple episodes of, like, a serious show. Uh, not I'm not saying this is necessarily a serious show, but it's got, like, a serious subject matter to some extent. They they do. Um, it's a, I mean, what you can tell them what it's about. Well, yeah, it's about uh, it's about this kid. His name's Sam, I believe. It yeah. was said like twice. Uh, that was my only complaint was that I was like, who is this guy? Uh, because mm. it's about him, but it's sort of like not about him. But he has uh, autism spectrum disease disorder. I can't remember which it is. Yeah, uh, one of those two. And he's just he's atypical. He's not he's not a normal person. And it's about him coping with learning to be a high schooler and learning to be a teenager. It's a lot like Perks being a wildflower. Wild wallflower. Wall. Yeah. Flower. I thought you might have a comment. You know, you come from the podcast world and uh, you come from the sports world. Did you have any comment on the dad? The dad is, I know he's that guy from that Barstool thing, but I know him from a Natalie Portman movie called Beautiful Girls, where he just plays this like burnt out, like lived in high school, like still lives in his high school town guy that watches Rich Man, Poor Man on the weekend to feel good about himself. And I can't remember his name. Michael Rappaport? Yeah, sure. That's his name. <laughs> oh, but I, I've seen that guy in a bunch of things. He's, he's like a, like a B-list actor in like a bunch of movies like that. But uh, yeah, I like him. But, and I, I thought that it was interesting because like, yeah, the show is about Sam and Sam is is strange and like he doesn't have any kind of social skills he's bad at talking to people but he yeah, does super smart but he has no social he doesn't understand nonverbal communication at all yeah and he well he doesn't understand like verbal communication either like he doesn't understand when to not be honest he's very blunt yeah but and and it's supposed to be about how he's the like he's the non-neurotypical guy in the family but he's also like everybody else is more weird than him in the family right like the sister is uh, definitely just a screwball and the mom doesn't love the dad anymore 
and the dad oh, what i hate the mom yeah I, I already hate the mom i've only watched the first episode i already hate yeah. the mom i am gonna watch the rest of it this is an excellent show um it's it's funny it's quippy it's it's quick. It's well shot. Uh, it's well acted. It, is it a Netflix original? Uh, that's my understanding. Okay, yeah. I don't know. So it, it is very good. It was very well done. Um, and there's a lot of a lot of good characterization going on. And there's a lot of like I really hate the mom. Oh my god, it only gets worse. Because well, at yeah, least as far in the as first I've episode, the therapist is like trying to get Sam to just do not to be normal. She's not trying to make him be normal. She's trying to get him to do things that teenagers do. Do you think the therapist is too pretty? I know that's like a weird complaint, and like you can't say that, but like no, you think, really? I thought I was like, holy crap. That is an incredibly attractive therapist. Not that like therapists can't be beautiful, but like I just I, I don't know. Like I, I almost thought she was a little young. She is, and that that comes up. Yeah, I'm but, sure it does. Like you, you can already see that because the penguin thing. Yeah. Um. But it's and it's like you, there's, there's this heartbreaking scene where the the mom's yelling at the dad. I don't know anybody's name. Uh, I didn't manage to catch any of that. But the mom's yelling at the dad, and she's like, you know, you. It seems like you don't even like this, like your son. And the dad's just like, yeah, who, who built that? F- igloo oh i know oh my and, gosh and what she was and, and then she's still after that she's still he buys her the 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 dance lesson or whatever he does and is just trying to be the 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 husband that he thinks he can be you know he clearly works long hours like he does some kind of um is he a cop or is he like an ambulance driver or something he works in the back of an ambulance yeah a paramedic yeah yeah so he's he's clearly working weird hours and long hours and not necessarily around all the time and you can see the mom still out like flirting with some dude at a bar and i'm just like man i hate you yeah, no, she's the worst. Yeah. I don't know if that changes, but as far as I am in the show, she's the worst. Yeah, and it's just, but it's like, yeah, he's the he's the one that has the problem. The kid is the one that has the problem, but everybody else in the family is totally messed up. Yeah. And like, it does have that good, but not good. I mean, I guess there's going to eventually be a problem with it. I can see there being a problem with it, but it seems like he and the sister get along pretty well. Yeah, she's she's younger, but she socially is much older. Right. And, and he's like, he's like nobody. Like protection. She, she doesn't let anybody but her beat me up. And I was like, that could be a problem or a good thing. Right. So I don't know. I've only seen one episode, but it is it is very good. Um, it it's a great pilot. It's a one of the best pilots I've seen in a long time. It really makes an impression. Yeah. So thank you for sharing that uh, with me. I am gonna watch the rest of it. I'm probably gonna finish Breaking Bad first, but I am gonna watch the rest of it. Cool. Breaking Bad is six long seasons. It's, it's five short seasons. Really? Yeah. The first there's oh, five seasons. Mind. The first is only six episodes or seven episodes. The rest are thirteen. Oh, that's pretty quick. Yeah. I'm halfway done with season three. Well, I also had had recently watched not recently, but like about a year and a half ago, had recently watched like the first season and a half. So I just kind of skipped the first season because I've seen it three or four times. All right, so I'm going to pull up. I've got next week for you picked out, but if you've already seen it, then I have a different thing picked out. Okay. Does that sound good? Yeah. Now, d- does this... We're not sticking with things that, like, you have to be able to buy on Amazon, right? Like This, I don't think you can buy okay, on cool. Amazon. But the thing I'm going to suggest to you is free. Oh, cool. So go for it. What is it? Oh, oh, me first? Yeah, go for it. So this, I think, is something that at first you're going to laugh at and then I want you to watch, but I want you to watch it as immersed in it as possible. And I'm only asking for about four minutes of your time, but I like, okay. you need headphones on. You need to pay attention to the whole thing. Okay. Um, it is the music video for act my age by hoodie Allen. I have not seen this, but I do love this song. I love this song, but this music video I think is creative in ways that the, the song doesn't deserve. It is like a masterpiece. It, I, I think it's amazing. It's got you thinking about like how they do that. And it's got you thinking about like, this is a really creative turn and twist on the thing. But I think that the music video is much better than the song. Okay, cool. Like objectively. I will speaking. check that out. I'm excited. I love that song. I love Hoodie Allen. I've seen Hoodie Allen twice, actually. Is he good live? Oh, yeah. Dude puts on a show. So I saw him the first time with Fall Out Boy, and it was just like him. Um, he played, you know, four or five, six songs, whatever. And I saw him at the Norva, like, with, just by himself. Well, not by himself, but he had a couple acts with him. But he was the headliner. And he had, like, mm-hmm. a whole band. There was, like, eight people on stage with him. And dude knows what he's doing. He's a performer. It was sick. And he has this song called Cake Boy, uh, in which he throws 
an entire cake at a random audience member. Nice. And there was this girl that was like standing on some dude's shoulders and she like and he just shook the cake in her face. Nice. Go hoodie out. <laughs> It was hysterical, like, because it was just, it was this big, like, birthday cake, and he just nailed it. And, yeah, it was it was funny. He puts on a really good show. That was also the show where I saw a guy actually crowd surf, in that he brought a surfboard out. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, his name was Super Duper Kyle, uh, and now he just Super goes by Kyle. 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 Yeah, He's Kyle that has that, boat. that I, I Spy song, yeah. Yeah, what a banger. Yeah, yeah, he was sick. He was really sick. Um, cool. Well, I'm going to ask for more than three minutes of your time. It's three minutes, 43 seconds. Okay. okay. You're not four minutes, 33 seconds? No. that's. Uh, I'm going to make you listen to four minutes, 33 seconds in absolute silence. No. I mean, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can just perform th- four minutes, 33 si- seconds whenever you want. Yeah. There's three acts, though. You're supposed to have a... You know, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> just the, the sound of a violin in a room. Not being played, just there. Right. Um, that's the name of my well, I, punk album. I think this would be interesting, um, and I'm curious to see how you will review it uh but i'm gonna tell you to listen to the elon musk episode of the joe rogan experience okay because i think that you will have a lot of things to say about it you don't think i'm gonna agree with elon i think that you are very much going to agree with elon on some things and very much not on some things okay but elon musk is an incredibly interesting person to listen to i believe it but like not for the reason i'd listen to an ear biscuit with him not for the reasons that you would think Like, to some extent, Elon Musk doesn't get it. Kind of like atypical? No, no, no. He's, he's like, he's all there. Gotcha. Yeah. It's just, just let's do it. It's interesting. Um, it is long. Uh, if you don't find time to listen to the entire thing, I understand. It is long, but it is something you can just like do other things while you're listening. Right. So, but it is very good. Uh, and it's probably Joe's like least or most family friendly episode except for the, the one part i mean i can watch and listen to things that aren't family friendly i just wrote an entire blog about not family friendly things i know but like i i, I just want to like i don't want to i have trouble recommending like because we're recommending these things to each other but obviously people are going to take our recommendations well yeah i mean the point is so i'm like, just putting it out there that like the joe rogan experience is not like a clean podcast yeah well the song act my age is not clean and the music video i mean it doesn't like explicitly have nudity or anything but it's definitely but, like, not i've like, listened to some episodes of the joe rogan experience that are like very not clean right um, at the end of the day he, he is a, a shockingly good interviewer i'm sure he is and you don't get to be number one because you hosted fear factor why not though because like, that absolutely seems like a thing that would happen i mean i would say in the grand scheme of things dax shepherd is more famous than joe rogan yeah his podcast is not as big right i would say lance armstrong is more famous than joe rogan i would i didn't know who joe rogan was before the joe rogan experience exactly or outside so of the joe why. Rogan experience <laughs> but like he's, he's very but no, good but like you listen to him talk and, and and especially in some of the episodes where he's just so vulgar and and like talking about just really weird stuff and and then all of a sudden the conversation shifts and he, he's able to ask questions in ways that are funny but also like get you talking neat zero burrito. So yeah, listen zero. to that and let's move on with the, with tifios tifios we should really we should really get some critical review in of this film okay let's let's talk about the movie so this is, you know, this is a very important movie why is this an important movie because it's it it broaches a lot of things that people need to understand. Like to some extent, like everybody is, everybody's going to die. Not to some extent, everybody is going to die eventually. Some of us have a more accelerated timeline than others for that. And it really hits on some hard stuff in here about like what happens to the parents after like a kid dies. Yes. And what happens to your friends and what happens to people around you. And it, it, it shows so many different perspectives for like how you deal with a sick person. And so I think it's a movie that people should watch. They should understand and learn from about like the fact that just because somebody's sick doesn't mean they're not not a person right and i think it's if you look at john green's expanded works 
and you compare the fault in our stars to something like turtles all the way down like in the fault in our stars the message is our diseases do not define us we are people for a variety of reasons and even if our disease is what kills us we are human beings outside of that right right but if you look at something like turtles all the way down the whole thing is about how aza can't exist without her disease right right but it still doesn't define her it does for a while like most of the book is about her coming to terms with the fact that it doesn't define her right but that means it doesn't at the end of the day it doesn't define her right but for the first 17 years of her life she was living this selfish existence where all that mattered in her life was puncturing her middle finger and you know her friends situations didn't matter and the people that were interested in her didn't matter and she was just so blind or selfish about about her ocd Right. No, I'm absolutely with that. And, and, yeah. but it's not that, it's not that much different from Hazel. Right. Is it like when, and you see this immediately, as soon as she meets Gus and Gus asks her to tell him about herself, she just starts her cancer story over. Yeah. And she's like, well, you know, I was such and such age before the miracle. And... But she is her disease. Right. Before she meets Gus. Yeah. And then Gus is able to coerce out of her. What do you, th- what do you think of people who live by this ultra nihilist oblivion mentality like when when you have that conversation that like nothing matters and we're all going to disappear into the void what what are your thoughts on that view and do you think that hazel still thinks that towards the end or do you think she's learned the value of her experience no i mean gus to some extent obviously not literally but gus kind of gave his life up for her right like he had to die so she could live not live in like that you keep breathing for another 10 years thing but so that she could live in that you do more than just breathe right she can enjoy life experiences because we're not just the void right you don't wake up breathe go to sleep die like it's not there's a lot more to that in life and i i can't to some extent i hate i've said to some extent way too much i don't know where i started saying that but i just got self-conscious about the fact that i've said that five times in the last two minutes but yeah i don't i don't necessarily like dealing with people that take that attitude to it it's like you can't you can't live life thinking that nothing matters right because then nothing will matter right we are all gonna die it could be today it could be tomorrow it could be 75 years from now like you know i could i can i could live to be 100 you think that's as you think 75 years is as long as the human race has got no but i mean i'm 25 (laughs) i'll be shocked if i live to 100 really yeah i'm gonna make it to 125 easy no you won't nobody has lived that long yet bet nobody has lived that long yet i will so you think you're the one the one no i think i will not be the oldest person alive but i think i'll make it to 125 i don't know if we'll get that far in in that amount of time anyway whatever okay so 75 years 100 years whatever like you get what i'm saying you you could live to till the day you you know you die of old age or you could live until the day you die by getting hit by a car like the the fact of the human experience is that we don't know what's going to happen to us five minutes from now like i could slip and fall in the bathtub and die please don't i'm not going to could i could but that's what i'm saying is like you got to live every minute of your life not necessarily thinking oh i could die any second but you got to actually live every minute of your life right you can't just sit around waiting to kick off dead i get the from dust to dust thing like i I get what you're saying is like we came from nothing and we will turn into nothing and in the grand scheme of things our lives don't i'm not saying that no i get what not you okay um i'm making sure i was clear on that is like that's not what i'm saying right but the 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 point the the film and the book are making is that it doesn't matter if you have cancer it doesn't matter if you're the healthiest person alive you may not change the universe you know like it's it's like the the meme from star wars where finn comes up to poe and he's like tell the world we're bros and poe leans in and whispers to finn we're bros and he's like why'd you whisper that and he says because you are my world right it's like you're not gonna make a universal difference regardless of your situation and that's okay but you might make a monumental difference to one person and that that's really what's important is that like it's easy enough to accept that suppose you know the the universe has only been around for 5000 years i'm not positing that but suppose minimal the universe has been around for 5000 years 
you're not making a lasting impact on 5,000 years of history. And that, and you have to accept that. But the fact that you're able to make an impact on one person should be enough. Right. It's like there's going to be in, you know, all of history, maybe 10 Da Vinci's. Like, right. you're not going to, I mean, you might be. There's a strong possibility you're not going to be the next Da Vinci, but that doesn't mean it's not worth learning to paint. Like, it doesn't mean it's not worth getting up and living your life. Being a renaissance man. Right. You know, you, you got to wake up every day and hope that you can do something f- to further decrease world suck. To, to to make an impact not necessarily on the the global consciousness but on the the on the on the world itself like on on the people in the world you got to wake up and, and think like hey how can I make somebody's day better today how can I do something beneficial how can I live my life in a way that is according with the values like how can I the values I believe the values I believe in yeah how can I how can I make myself proud today and that's what hazel is taught by Gus is that like Gus gets it he's like you know I've had this close encounter with death moving forward I don't want my life to mean nothing i want it to mean something to somebody how can i make a difference and you know his best friend has cancer and his girlfriend has cancer and he's not afraid of the fact that he knows that it's all temporary because if you do look at the universe as millions of years old then 100 years is no different than 20 years you know Right, it's all the blink of an eye to the world. Right. Yeah, and, and Hazel just, Hazel wakes up every day and watches America's Star- Next Top Model because she thinks life is pointless and that she's never going to be anything because she doesn't have a story to tell. She doesn't have anything important to say, right. which is she's just not true. her parents. Right, she, that's all she is, is, is a burden to her folks. And that's just not, not true. It's just not the case. And she needed Gus to, to learn that. And she teaches Gus that even if, as long as somebody remembers you, you win. Like, yeah, everybody gets forgotten, but it's what you do in your lifetime that matters, not like what people think of you in a thousand years. Right. Yeah, what does it matter what people in a thousand years think? think of you like you'll be super duper dead you'll be super duper dead why not just make a lasting impact on the people the people around you and and he does and obviously he can go to you know die in peace because he's taught this he doesn't die in peace sure he does no she even says that like i would have wanted to tell you that he never stopped smiling and never stopped telling jokes until the end but that's not how cancer is well no i'm not talking about like physical peace i'm talking about like he he died knowing that he made an impact yeah that's what I mean. He can he can rest at peace with oblivion. Obviously, dying isn't easy, especially when you have a cancer that's eating you from the inside out. Cancer covering your whole body. Right. Like, that's not easy. That's never going to be pretty. No. It sucks. Like, that happens to people every day. It sucks. Cancer's the worst. Like, I, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm just so lucky that the, the people in my life have, that have had it have been spared. Yeah. Um, and I mean, this was a, this was a tough day when I first saw this movie because it was a day that um, that my mom had gotten back some, it was years after anything happened with her and her, her cancer, but she gotten back some really weird test results. We didn't really know what was going on. And it was kind of like a, like a, Hey, we got to wait till next week to get the full answers. And so there was definitely a part of me that thought that, Oh my God, it's back. Like we're going to have another problem. And that was the day I saw this movie. It was like, we already had tickets. We already had plans. And I found that out at like five o'clock. And then I went at six o'clock to go see the movie. Must've been rough. It was rough, dude. I, I actually didn't cry the first time I saw the movie, like until I got out of the car, which is weird. Cause the girl I was with was just sobbing the whole time, the entire movie. I cried during the movie oh i did every other time i've seen it i have because i've i cried when you and i experienced <laughs> the movie just like a normal person without the weight of, of fatality weighing on my head right it, it's almost yeah like i've noticed for me personally that siri shut up i can i can cry watching a state farm commercial right like they get 30 seconds to deliver the hardest hitting emotional pitch they possibly can and yeah it works you know and so I'll cry watching movies, I'll cry watching TV, TV shows, but I don't often cry for like personal things, especially not in front of, and this is probably just a flaw with me, but I don't cry to like personal things, especially not in front of people, because I guess I have this weird ingrained desire to like, you know, be strong, quote unquote. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a little, little factoid about me. I don't often cry in front of my friends and family, but I definitely cry watching TV and movies all the time. I'm pretty sure I cried playing Spider-Man the other day. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um. 
yeah, I mean, this is a this is this is a heck of a movie. It's tough. It's tough to watch. It's and if we're talking about it just from a movie perspective, it is very well cast. It's very well written. Um, and shot, it's got a, it's got a really nice aesthetic to it. Like, it looks like, it, it'll probably look dated in 10 years, but it currently doesn't. Yeah, currently it looks really And nice. I mean, it's only four years old, but it is a teen movie. I can't believe it's as old as it is. It's a teen movie. They tend to go out of style pretty quick. I don't know, man. There's only like one scene in The Breakfast Club where I'm like, what on earth were you thinking, Okay, well, that John? is an absolute, like, timeless classic. Yeah. That is, you know what that scene is like about? an important movie. And no, what scene are you talking about? When he breaks the glass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What on earth? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but this is, I mean, this is a really good movie. Um, You know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't shy away from anything. It just, especially with the narration, really just hits you with what's going on. And it's, it's tough to watch. It's, it's a hard, hard movie to, to, to be a part of. Because, like, it's not about, you know, it's not your typical teen comedy. It's not about a manic pixie dream girl. It's it's about... You don't think Gus is a manic pixie dream girl? No. He puts a cigarette in his mouth and doesn't light it because he's Right, dangerous. but he doesn't suck at the end. No, he doesn't Like, he suck doesn't end up end. being a terrible human being that just rots people from the inside out. Yeah, God. Are you talking about uh, Margot Roth Spiegelman? I'm talking about Margot Roth Spiegelman. I'm talking about Summer. Summer. Talking about, uh, what, God, what's her name in Garden State? Talking about... I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, all the, the classic examples. They all... That's the... That's that's the crux of a Manic Pixie Dream Girl is they suck, man. They're terrible. The whole point of the movie is to learn that, that like, and great, I mean, this trope is tired and stop using it, but uh, it is to learn that, like, yeah, man, you don't need a girl to be a human. Right. Gus is just like a really good person that ends up dying. Yeah. Just because he's hot and cool doesn't make him a Manic Pixie Dream Girl. He is hot and cool. He does have a Jeep, <laughs> Commander. Yeah. And he can't drive. <laughs> Can't drive. You're driving while like discomforting is not technically unsafe. Well, they they bring that back. They talk about how I think it's an important uh, thing to bring up is that Gus can't drive, but he can because of the cancer perk. And <laughs> <laughs> Ethan just put on the world's worst sunglasses. Uh, Gus can't drive, but he can because of the cancer perk. And then they get to go to Amsterdam and meet their hero because of the cancer perk. And it's it's not a good thing. You know, like cancer and your perks are not a good thing. Gus being bad at driving could have easily resulted in his death. Or somebody else's. Right. Yeah. And it definitely resulted in the destruction of property. Right. And it's like, we need to talk about the way we handle these things. Right. It's like, yeah, it sucks, but a kid with cancer is still a kid. Right. Like, the rules still apply. And I, I and they deal with that with, with Hazel's parents, because she's, you know, she heard this thing about what her mom, under some intense amount of stress of being about to lose a kid, said that she wasn't going to be a mother anymore, and then just doesn't talk about it for 10 years. Yeah. And just, like, labors under this, the weight of that. Right. About you know, right? What what am I gonna do moving right. forward? Right, and the mom's like, you know what I do when I'm in when you're in support group is I study for my classes. Yeah, like you know, I get that you're my child, but like my life doesn't revolve around you, and I am prepared to move on with my life, which is brutal. I mean, it's not though. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's comforting to Hazel to know that she's not a grenade that the world won't stop when she passes. Right, it's like it's gonna suck. It'll always suck for the people around her, and the people around her will always remember her. But like life charges on whether you want it to or not, and people have to be able to move on from. You can't be consumed by the grief of losing somebody. It's like kids lose parents all the time parents lose kids uh, you know a lot less frequently but it still happens and it's right. like you got to be able to to move on with your life yeah. and it does and moving on doesn't mean forgetting that person it doesn't mean they're any less important it's just that like a life consumed by grief is pointless i agree um and so i don't let's, let's, i don't think it's brutal i think okay. sorry i was just just finishing that thought i don't think it's brutal i think it's 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 important to show that that like because that is the thing that's what hazel was worried about is that her parents would they just existed to 
th that's she felt like she put them in the position where they only exist to be caretakers and they won't have anything to take care of they won't have anything to do and she says as much to her mother and her mom's just like uh negative ghost rider yeah we're not gonna it's not gonna happen that way yeah we'll we'll be okay i mean we're not gonna be okay right away but we'll figure it out and who knows she might outlive them who who the heck knows because the movie ends because nothing happens to anna after the end of the book nothing written at least there isn't an answer to what happens at the end of the book right anyway well, we sort of know. Van Houten continues to live. He moves to Amsterdam and he lives miserably. Lives a half-life. Right, but he's not the Dutch tulip man. Right. He's not Sisyphus. Also, like, uh, nothing happens to Sisyphus the hamster. Sisyphus the hamster is uh, like a hamster. Hamsters live at max like three years. Yeah, he's So dead. realistically, Sisyphus probably, you know existed for another year or so you know i don't think the, the the dutch tulip man just like brutally murdered the hamster yeah well let's, let's do some some rankings okay gotta get the is there a villain here who's the villain cancer cancer 15 cancer out of 10 a, yeah cancer destroys cancer is the worst cancer villain. Is unapologetic yeah. yeah i would take ultron before i took cancer I, you can reason with ultron yeah like ultron yeah you can reason with any villain is this movie better than age of ultron um oh god i don't know <laughs> hang on i gotta get the list open well i think it's gonna be the easiest to compare it to other teen films not another teen movie. Not that one. That falls literally at the bottom of our <laughs> list. That's worse than The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Uh, where did, where did Perks end up? 27. 27. Okay. So right below Titanic, right above Incredibles 2. So you think this is, you don't think this is as good as Perks? No, I think the book is better than Perks. I don't know about the book Perks, but I think the book Fault in Our Stars is better than the movie Perks. I've never read weird, the book Perks all the weird, way weird, weird comparison. I don't yeah. think that's quite how it works. Pretty sure that oh, is. Hang on, I'm stretching. I needed that. Um, it's very weird to compare this to the rest of the... <laughs> to the list. <laughs> to the rest of the list. Okay. Like, is this better than Harry Potter um, and the Goblet of Fire? It's better than... Uh, yes. It's better than Ready Player One. Okay. Um, I don't even know what Ready Player One is. Right below Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Oh. Um, I would say... What a weird list. I mean, <laughs> see, this is... These are the problems I keep running into with this list. And I'm, I am glad, actually, now that we've decided, I am glad we're throwing the list away. We're doing a new yeah, list. Yeah, we're doing a new list. We're going to start over. Um, it's, it, it, I do think it's, because I think it's, I don't necessarily know where it falls on the, with the rest of them, but I do think it's better than Incredibles 2. I mean, we can put it right with perks. Yeah, but that just feels like a cop-out. I know. Well, it's like the only thing I can compare it to. I know. It's like, but Incredibles 2 is just so overrated. Yeah, but I mean, there was a certain level of like, it's a brand new thing that we got to watch. I just need to fight harder for my movies, man. That's what I learned from, from guest episodes, is that when you side with the guest, dumb things happen. <laughs> I'm curious as to what's going to happen. Oh, we should, we should make some announcements at the end of this show yeah we will um, we, were, we, got, we got plenty of time yeah i think i mean i'm gonna i want to put it right above incredibles okay too, right below perks being a wallflower tifios tifios cool as far as a breakfast food god what breakfast food makes you change your life and your your existential crisis becomes an awareness of existence coffee i was gonna say this is the first time you had coffee yeah this is like i'm living now right it's like it it kind of sucks it's, it's hard to get down, but like, wow. Wow. Everything's different now. Everything's and then better you, And now. then you just grow to, you grow used to it and it's just your everyday life then. Yeah. It's cool. It's your first cup of coffee. So however you made it. My first cup of coffee was at the Cafe du Monde in New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Was that a good cup of coffee? <laughs> no. It was like hot black bean water. Yeah. Because Kevin Detbarn was like, I had my first two cups of coffee that day. Then your second cup of coffee was awesome. Town. Yeah. Because Kevin Detbarn was like, wait, this is your first cup of coffee? This is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we walked like halfway no, it wasn't, across it wasn't the city black it was like a cafe au lait that was the thing you did there oh yeah it was With beignets. Terrible. i remember that the beignets were delicious yeah 
I'm about the Cafe du Montbignet. Yeah. The, be- the beige nets. Beige nets. All right. So my first cup of coffee was super creamy. I believe it. You've since become was, a jerk about coffee. I'm not a jerk about coffee. I creamed my coffee today. It was good. I had Hershey, not Hershey. I had Reese's cream. Yeah, but for, there was today. a while there where you're just like, oh, I drink coffee black because it's the way to drink coffee. I, just, I mean, if you're gonna, if 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 you're buying my coffee, I'm gonna drink it black because it's like a dollar twenty-five black and like seven dollars for a PSL. Yeah, I mean, I'm just gonna, you know what? I'll just take a grande black coffee. Thank you. Yeah, maybe put a little cinnamon in it. Yeah, <laughs> like I don't, I can drink it black. That's fine. Would you like room for cream and sugar? I don't know. That sounds like less coffee. Yeah, like I'd rather <laughs> just take a couple sips of black coffee than right. cream it up. <laughs> right. Um, um, okay, so we've got some announcements to make. Over the past few weeks, Ethan and I have been writing blogs. They've been reviews. They've been top five lists. They've been uh, just a variety of different things. And they're currently available on our Patreon page. It's patreon.com slash bacon and eggs. If they've been on there for over a week, they're free for everyone forever. And you can just read them and enjoy them. We also have the Facebook group, which you can join. It's free for everyone forever. Uh, it's called Bacon and Eggs Fans. There's a link in the description. Uh, and exciting announcement for three weeks in November, we will have Seamus Gorman on the show to talk about Toy Story. Sorry, one, two, and three. That'll be Ethan and I and Seamus on the show. And then for Thanksgiving Day, Ethan will be on tour and will not be able to be on the show. So it's going to, we're going to be reviewing Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald, and that will be me and Jonathan of Super Carlin Brothers. It'll be the first episode um, that I'm not there for. The first episode Ethan's not there for, but I will be there. We'll be talking Fantastic Beasts. Um, we do not currently no we do have some plans for october we have a couple films picked out so in october you you can expect to see blogs from ethan and i on monday and friday ethan's blogs will come out on monday mine come out on friday and then on wednesdays we put out a blog on the hash browns so we talked briefly about what we liked didn't like about the previous week's hash browns so yesterday came out a blog from me about ozark and a blog from ethan about atypical on patreon a week from yeah, this, a week from yesterday on patreon so the the first public available episode will be or first public available blog blogs there will be the reviews of uh, white gold and independence day and those will be available those, yesterday. yeah those will be available yesterday for everybody and then ozark and uh atypical will be available for patrons yesterday yes so and patrons you, like you got those, an email <laughs> congratulations yeah, you get a you get a it's a, it's a one dollar patreon to see any of our stuff early release um exciting news coming in october the fourth will be our last episode of our first year, year one we'll year be doing one. a year in review um, brunch that sunday we will be doing year in review, review brunch that sunday uh we are going to just sort of look at the year make sure that everything's exactly where it needs to be for the list and then we will retire that list starting a new big list in 20 or in, in the next fiscal sometime year after that brunch episode you'll be able to get a copy of the list a signed poster signed by us yeah um we do have merch available we currently are running logo merch so the logo you see when you listen to the episodes um we have logo merch with that we can get like t-shirts hoodies long sleeve tees and stickers and then we also have some really cool howdy yokes merch all available on teespring um there's a link for that in the description be sure to check it out if you see anything you like it really does help the show out when you buy those things and you get to support the show by wearing what we make what else is there to talk about so neat so neat guys so happy stoked howdy stokes uh i think i think that's honestly it we've been been a good episode yeah there's only one other content coming up announcement i can make no there's two two content announcements i can make 
The October 11th episode will be our first episode of the new year, and we're going to be talking about the first Transformers movie, and October 18th is going to be a crossover episode with another podcast uh, to be revealed shortly, but we will be talking about Wonder Woman. Cool. Yeah. That's so fun. So that's so fun. That's a bunch of announcements. That's so fun, guys. Fair enough. All right. Well, I think that's it. Uh, As always, you can find us down in the description bar everywhere you need. I'm at, no, I'm not at Americarlin. I'm at Wow Now But The O's of Zeros. He's at Americarlin. Carlin. Uh, you can find uh, Vaishan who does our merch, not our merch. You can find Vaishan who does our logo. You can find Cytrix who does our music. Everything down there in the description as well as links for where to get everything. So that's super exciting. And yeah. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you even more for donating. Sound more confident about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for listening. If you want a handwritten card, donate $1 or more on Patreon. And we will mail it to you in the mail. In the mail. Anyway, yep. thank you again for listening to another episode of Bacon and Eggs. I've been Ethan Edgehill. He's been Tyler Carlin. And until next week, Arrivederci. An imperial affliction. This movie was released on June 6th to... Blah, 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 blah.